Hello, everyone. This is your host, Brittany. And thank you for joining me on this week's episode of PCAT and Pre-Pharmacy Podcast, where we talk everything pharmacy, from the pre-pharmacy journey to life after pharmacy school. In this week's episode, I have a special guest who will be going into her second year of pharmacy school this fall. As I mentioned many times, there is no perfect journey for fulfilling your passions, in which our guest today will be sharing her journey from being a chemist to now a pharmacy student. But before we get started with the interview, I just want to remind you that there are a couple of PCAT testing dates that are fastly approaching, so make sure to check out crackthepcat.com for all of your study materials. Also, make sure to stay tuned for the entire episode because I have a special scholarship opportunity that I want to share with you during the break. All right, welcome, Ottawa, and thank you for being a guest on the show. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. So my name is Ajwa, and I am currently a rising P2, I should say, because I am uh, I just finished my first year of pharmacy school at the University of Cincinnati. I am originally from Los Angeles, California. Um, let's see, I have, my background is, uh, in organic chemistry, but I decided to go to pharmacy school a couple years ago. And so I am here now living in Cincinnati, pursuing a PharmD degree. Great. Thank you. And, um, like I was explaining to you earlier, I just try to make sure that I give all aspects of pharmacy, um, you know, to the listeners so they know what their options are. Can you Tell us a little bit about um, why did you choose to go for the PharmD? Yeah, sure. So like I said um, in my intro, I have a, a background in organic chemistry. So straight out of high school, I knew that I wanted to... Um, <clears throat> it's actually funny because I, I feel like I like to say that I've come full circle. So straight out of high school, I went into undergrad as a biochem major and... Um, at Humboldt State University, and that's in Northern California. And I took my first botany class. And after I took that class, um, I didn't do too well in it. I wasn't into plants or anything like that. Um, I wasn't really into life sciences. I was just like, oh, no, I have to change my major. So I ended up changing my major to chemistry instead of biochemistry. And the reason I chose the biochemistry major was to go into pharmacy. I I knew I wanted to be in the medical field and I wanted to be a pharmacist. well, a few years went by, I um, was pursuing my chemistry degree, and I actually got into a research lab. So my OCHEM lab professor was basically soliciting for uh, students to join her research lab, and I enjoyed the OCHEM lab, and um, I was just like, I would love to join your lab. I liked her as an instructor. I felt like she would be a great mentor for me. Um, So I joined her research lab at um, Cal State LA, and we were doing research in um, physical organic chemistry. And we were just looking at how we could apply organic chemistry to biological systems. So what she wanted to do was basically use these... um, Sorry if I'm getting a little technical here, but she wants to use these small, oh, um, small uh, organic molecules to mimic uh, calcium oscillations. And eventually the big picture goal, the big picture was to apply that to different diseases like diabetes and so forth. Um but it was more, it was heavier on the just like organic chemistry side. So it wasn't too, it wasn't total synthesis. There was a little bit of synthesis there and then some application. So from there, I kind of changed my mind as to pursuing pharmacy school. I didn't know too much about the process of applying to pharmacy school. I didn't have a lot of direction. Um, I didn't know who to talk to about the profession itself. Um, so I kind of, um, went to what I was more familiar with and what I felt in my uh, felt in my heart was something that I was passionate about, which was organic chemistry at the time. So I um, stayed in Dr. McCurdy's lab and I went from um, my undergrad to getting my master's in her in her research lab. And um, from there, 
I uh, did a little bit of work. I taught um, high school chemistry. Uh, I did some research with um, MRI contrast agents. And uh, through all that time, I had I did some soul searching and I knew there was something that it, I wasn't fulfilled. You know, I still was interested in, I would say, the medical field. Right. So even if it was organic chemistry and doing research, I want I was still interested in applying that research to answering answering a biomedical problem or issue. So um, it wasn't until I realized that um, I wanted to work directly with patients. Um, I was just like, okay, well, I enjoy being in the lab, but I am an extrovert. I like to be around people. I'm a people person. I like to engage people. And I wanted to be that person that was working one-on-one with uh, with patients to improve health outcomes, I would say. So I started looking into pharmacy school. So this was while I was actually managing the organic chemistry labs at UCLA. I decided that I wanted to pursue a PharmD degree. So um, during that time, my job was flexible. I had um, I had a lot of prerequisites that I needed to complete because I, like I said before, I had my master's and bachelor's in chemistry. So I hadn't taken any of the life science courses. So bio, general biology, physiology, anatomy. And so through that process, I was really researching um what I specifically wanted to do in pharmacy and what would, I didn't really, I still didn't have any idea of what the profession um, had to offer me and what the roles of uh, the roles of the pharmacist. But I knew that I wanted to work directly with patients. So at that time, I only knew of um, community pharmacy and hospital pharmacy. So I was doing my research and um, I actually uh, went to visit my friend out in um, in Dallas, Texas. And she's at University of North Texas. And she's like, hey, why don't I introduce you to uh, this professor in the pharmacy school about what you're interested in? And I ended up going to meet with her. I talked to her and she was like, I was like, what do pharmacists do? Do they do things beyond just, you know, um, counseling patients on their medication? Do they tell them about lifestyle modifications, like um, healthier eating, healthier lifestyle? Um, How does that all interconnect with their medication therapy? And she was like, you know what? That's exactly what I do. This is what I do. I meet with patients. Um, I only have a few patients that I meet with and they come meet with me in a certain time slot. And we talk about their medication management. We talk about lifestyle changes. And um, she was like, I work in ambulatory care. And so I had seen, like I had read about ambulatory care while I was doing my research, but I I didn't necessarily know exactly what it was. Because if, I mean, if you do, uh, Brittany, if you do a, a, a simple like Google search on ambulatory care, it's vague. So you don't, you don't know what it really <laughs> is. You know, ambulatory care is an out, it's in an outpatient setting and it could be at a community pharmacy. That's an ambulatory care site, you know, but really, yeah. So there's also really an ambulatory care pharmacist um, forms this longitudinal relationship with the patient. So you see this um, uh, patient as they progress, I would say, through their medication management, um, you build this like intimate relationship with them. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is the ideal career for me. So um, I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to apply to, I'm, I already knew I was applying to pharmacy school, but I wanted to become an ambulatory care pharmacist. Um, so that is how I kind of like like my, I guess my roundabout answer to how I got interested in pharmacy and why I say I came full circle because I had an idea of wanting to go to pharmacy school when I started undergrad and then kind of like uh, uh, deterred from my path and did some other things. And now I'm back in pharmacy school. I'm back here at where I started. I'm in pharmacy school. And if if I was, if somebody was to ask me, would I do things differently? Absolutely not. Because 
coming out of high school, I didn't know anything about the profession. And it's interesting now because the profession is changing. You know, a lot of students are like worried because they're like, oh, pharmacy is saturated. There's no jobs out there. But really, there's so many opportunities and roles that pharmacists can um can can do you know so it's just really being that innovative person you know you have a doctorate degree um at that point you get your PharmD so being that innovator and creating those roles for yourself and you know really practicing at the top of your license there's so many things that pharmacists can do and I actually didn't realize it till I actually got into pharmacy school I'm like wow there's so much that we learn that we don't even apply, you know, we don't even apply, you know, especially I would say in certain practice settings, like community pharmacy, you don't, okay, I, I, I'm not going to speak from, cause I, I, I'm just a first year, but I used to say, um, you probably don't apply 80% of what you, you learn in pharmacy school because, you know, you're in that community setting, you don't have the opportunity to showcase the things mm-hmm. that you've learned and how you can help patients really um, manage their disease states. So um, yeah, that's what I did. And I think I've made a good decision and I I wouldn't redo anything. So I needed to go through that, um, what I went through to figure out what ultimately I wanted to do in pharmacy. So yeah. And thank you so much for, you know, like explaining your story that way. That's one of my goals uh, with this podcast. It's to like show the audience that it's not just one way um, to get to pharmacy uh, school. Um, I have a a master's and I got a bachelor's and Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I was going through trying to figure out what I wanted to do in that phase as well. But I knew I wanted to do pharmacy. I just wasn't sure how I wanted to connect it all. Um, So thank you so much for going through that. And thank you so much for going through like, um, you know, how you found out about what different pharmacists do and, you know, like their different opportunities. Um, Sooner or later, I do plan on highlighting, you know, different pharmacists in different sectors. And you can find, you know, pharmacists more than just at the Walgreens or something like that. They have so many other, um, you know, great opportunities opportunities for this profession so thank you for going through all of that and I, actually can I add another thing mm-hmm. you know I honestly I feel like for the pre-pharmacy students out there you know there's a far the pharmacies the pharmacist or the pharmacy student doesn't isn't a certain cookie cutter student right mm-hmm. so going into pharmacy school as a well-seasoned student, I would say, you know, Brittany, you have, like you said, you have your master's, you have your bachelor's, you kind of feel out of place because a lot of my, a lot of the class, your classmates are going to be the pharmacy degree to get into pharmacy school really only need two years of, I wouldn't say two years, two or three years of coursework. You don't need a, a bachelor's degree to start pharmacy school. Yeah. And so that's actually one of the things that I struggled with starting pharmacy school was like adapting to like not even the curriculum or the coursework, but just my, my classmates, my fellow classmates, they're in, they're a different age than me. They have different life experiences. I've been through a little bit more than they have. Um, But for the people out there who are transitioning or, um, changing careers and going into pharmacy. It's not, don't feel bad about it and don't feel like you are, um, I, I don't know. It, I don't know what, how to say it, but just don't feel, uh, left out. Just embrace the process because really there's a lot of people out there that are, have degrees that are changing careers, you know? And Mm -hmm. what that highlights is that, you know, what you want to do and you know what you need to do to get there. So um, it it actually it benefits you and it works in your favor. 
Yeah. Well, speaking on that, that wasn't even one of my questions, but that is very good because that is something that I struggled with um, being 30 something, going back <laughs> to college, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I feel like I always tell people I'm going to graduate when I'm 60. So, uh, what are some things that, you know, like going through that experience from your first year, what are some things that you think you would have done a little bit differently or that helped you to like connect with your classmates? I wouldn't have done anything differently. I feel like it was just probably, I probably would have uh, balanced, you know, my, my uh, school life, uh, school life situation better. Um, Because one, I'm moving to a new state. And um, I also have a, a 11 year old daughter that we're moving to a whole different state. You know, we're getting acquainted to Cincinnati and also this new lifestyle, you know? So I think that's something that I would change because you get so, pharmacy school is is challenging in the fact that you have to be very organized. You have to have a set schedule that you are going to follow every day, every week, or else it will consume you, okay? Because there's you have a full schedule. You are in class for eight hours, a day, six to eight hours a day, at least for your first, first year, you know, and on top of that, which a lot of people don't know, pharmacy students are licensed interns, you know, so you, which is actually a benefit because you get to practice alongside pharmacists. I mean, you don't get, you don't, you can't do everything that pharmacists can do, but you have that advantage um, or that opportunity to practice while you're in school, you know. So this is something that isn't said. You don't need to intern while you're in pharmacy school, but it would, um, I think it would benefit, you would greatly benefit from it if you do have an internship. So for me, um, before I started pharmacy school, I had uh, secured an internship at the VA. And actually, it just happened to fall in my lap, you know? And so that goes back to say how um, you should really do your research before applying to the school and see what you want to do. You know, some people go into it not really, uh, and it's okay if you don't know what you want to do. You know, I'm not telling everybody to go into pharmacy school knowing what career or how they want their career to pan out, but it does help. So um, I got an email and it was, saying that they were looking for first-year pharmacy students at the VA. At that time, I knew that I wanted to work at the VA because the VA has this awesome system that they have, like, the role that pharmacists uh, have at the VA is is unique in that they they have pharmacists that are working in an ambulatory, ambulatory care setting where they meet with patients, they do uh, med recs, they counsel patients, they are, you know, they have, they work in a collaborative setting where they communicate with doctors, um, nurse practitioners, nurses, social workers, and so forth. So they have a lot of autonomy at the VA. And that's something that I I want. And I want, uh, I, that's how I envision my career. This is like, okay, how do you, what does this look like for you in the future? And it's the a pharmacist at the VA in the outpatient setting. So when I say that the internship fell in my lap, that's how it came. I was like, oh, this is exactly what I want. So I applied for it. Um, it's a long process, but I I uh, I got the internship. Um, so you know, for those that are going into pharmacy school, now I'm I'm not sure if you you were aware of that, Brittany, about with internships, but. I say try to get an internship your first year, okay? Okay. And bal- learn to balance that. Now, I've been in school for uh, 15 plus years. <laughs> I graduated in 04. Yes, I'm going to represent 04. Woop, woop. So, you know what? It's so, it's so funny because my classmates are like, 2004, they probably were like still in middle school, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe just, no, not being, just being born, but definitely, (laughs) (laughs) definitely they were young. 
So, and I still represent in in class. Like I still represent my year. I represent, you know, it's okay. Um, but I've been in school for a long time. So it took me, I say it takes, it took me 10 years to really get down what type of learner I was, how I like to study, how, what I need to do to, uh, to be successful in my classes, you know, and also how to balance my personal life and my academic life. You know, I haven't got it down yet because as, as far as self-care, I'm still working on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I will tell you your first semester of pharmacy school, all that goes out the window. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, <laughs> but okay. even, if it, even if it's like two hours on the weekend where you do something that you enjoy, do that, you know? And it's just like, there are times where I felt guilty. I'm like, okay, I'm not studying. I need to be studying, you know? <laughs> I need to be doing this like I because it's so much information, you know, and I think that Brittany, you have your uh, master's, you have your bachelor's and uh, you know what you need to do. But then it's also like the amount of work that's being thrown at you. At least for me, when I was doing my master's, it was more so I did a, a master of science in chemistry. So it was a thesis that I had to do. So I had to do research and write a thesis. So the coursework wasn't as, in, I, I mean, it was rigorous courses, but I didn't, I wasn't in class eight hours a day. You know, yeah. I was more so it was more so in the lab versus in class. I probably have one or two classes during the day and then doing research. Whereas in pharmacy school, you're in class from 8 a.m. until um, sometimes 3 p.m., depending on, you know, your schedule and if you have a seminar or not. But continuous in class, you have one class right after another with a 10-minute break. So you have to learn how to balance that and also take care of yourself. So before we continue to talk about internship opportunities while you're in pharmacy school, I want to take a break and tell you guys about a scholarship opportunity for pre-pharmacy students. I'm not sure if you guys know, but I've been doing my research and there are a limited amount of scholarships that I found for incoming pharmacy students. However, the sponsor for this show, Crack the PCAT, has four different awards for students and opportunities for you to uh, receive a scholarship. They have a first place for $1,000, second place for $600, third place for $300, and fourth place for $100. In order to apply for this scholarship, you must um, go to crackthepcat.com, submit a one to two page essay explaining why you deserve the scholarship, submit your resume, a two by two photo, and an unofficial transcript and your GPA must be a 3.0 or above. The deadline for this opportunity is August 30th of 2020 at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So again, go on to crackthepcat.com not only for your PCAT study materials, but also for this awesome opportunity. Now let's get back to the show. Thank you for that. I was just um, trying to figure because I, well, technically I've been a pharmacy technician forever like in oh, different so sectors of pharmacy yeah so i was trying to figure out what was the difference between a technician and an intern and should i get an intern um should i start looking for one so, so i that was definitely right so you actually have a a, a, a heads up at least for me because i had no pharmacy experience at all going into pharmacy school so for those out there that have no pharmacy experience at all they're going to pharmacy school don't feel bad about that either. You can, you know, you just have to, it just has to, it's, it's based on the person and how determined you are to learn all these things. You know, like, like I said, I'm coming from chemistry. So that's completely different from the life sciences and the medical field, you know? So that's something that I had to kind of like put a little bit extra work in just to learn the medical terminology, you know, learn more about uh, the the body and how things work and stuff like that. So you're, you're going to have to put a little bit more work if you don't have that background like I did. But you also like, like, like you said, you've been, you've worked at, you said you've worked as a tech before, right? Yes. 
Okay, so you have, you know, you're probably familiar with the medications. Like, I didn't even know, okay? Like, I went in and I was like, I don't even know what, how do you pronounce this medication, let alone what it's for. So <laughs> when I started working at the VA, I was just filling, they had me filling prescriptions. And the thing with, at least in the outpatient setting, it was more so like, it, it was, it's more so for like an independent learner. So they just throw you in. And you just learn as you go. So I picked up filling the prescription and I would say the motion of things, but really understanding what the medication was, what it's for, uh, knowing. And at the VA, we use uh, generic instead of name brands. So I knew Mm -hmm. the generics, but not the name brands, you know. And that's something you're going to have to know in pharmacy school, the top 200, you know, the brand names and all that stuff like that. But I think I think that it was a pharmacy tech. And how long have you been a pharmacy tech for? Mm, about 12 years. <laughs> oh, wow. So you have a lot of experience. <laughs> yes, very much so. And that's what something I guess I was struggling with because when I was looking, well, I'm in Chicago right now, but I will be relocating to um, Dallas mm-hmm. in January because my program is distance learning so I just have to go to the actual school during the summer to do the hands-on things but I'll be watching my lectures and things during the semester online Mm -hmm. um so I was trying to decide like do I want to get an internship right now or do I want to just wait so I can be there you know for majority of my school year um and also with me already being a tech like I don't I guess I want that level of not being, no, I don't want to learn how to feel and stuff like that. I want to give me more information about the profession that I'm going oh, yeah. to school for. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I, when I was looking at the descriptions, it was basically saying everything a tech is. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get into the situation where they're trying to teach me how to feel and stuff. I'm like, I could do that with my eyes closed. I want a little bit more progression and you teaching me why are we doing this? Because I work as a tech already. So I was just trying to decide, like, does the job title mean something different or what? <laughs> so that's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> it does. So it definitely does. So at at least at the VA, starting off as an intern, which I think the, the internship program there is progressive. Okay. So um, starting off, you, you learn the basic tech skills. So actually, it's funny because they in the system, you're on as a tech, but you're an intern, right? But you you first learn the all the stations and stuff like that and the foundations of filling, um, whatever, the ins and outs of the day-to-day, the day-to-day things. I, when I made my schedule, I work on the weekends. And I think that working on the weekends really helps me learn more at the, you know, in the pharmacy, because during the weekend, it's me and another intern working or me and another tech. And I have that one-on-one interaction Mm -hmm. with the, with the pharmacist. So I just started, I would say maybe like uh, a month ago, one of the uh, residents that I was working with just threw me in and was like, go counsel this patient on the, on their albuterol inhaler. And I was like, what? I am not even got there yet, like slow down, chill. Like, I don't know how to counsel on an albuterol inhaler. So also in pharmacy school, you have the uh, skills lab and that's where you learn your counseling technique and you learn about how to counsel a patient and you get the practice there, right? So we haven't even, we hadn't even hit uh, asthma yet or asthma module and let alone counseling on inhalers. And it's funny because with, with the whole COVID-19 um, mm-hmm. stuff going on, every everything changed. So we didn't even, we still had skills lab remotely, but we didn't get, we hadn't got that like hands on, you know, interaction with, with counseling on albuterol inhalers and showing the patient how to do it or whatever. And he's like, you'll be fine. Just read the package insert and follow this and you'll be fine. And I was just like, I cannot do this. Like I was so scared, but see, those are the experiences that you get. But like I said before, intern, yes, definitely as an intern, like I said earlier, you are licensed as actually you have to be when you get an internship and um, you get to be licensed as an intern. Okay. So you get to do things that is not in the normal day to day tech role. 
you know, you're able to um, counsel patients, of course, not dispense, but you can counsel, counsel patients, you could do immunizations. So I, we learned how to do immunizations in um, skills labs. So now I'm certified. I have the APHA immunization certification. So if I were to, um, I could do immunizations, do like the flu vaccinations at my pharmacy. I can do them, give them at school when the, when flu season comes around. So there's things that you can do that's outside of the tech world. And it depends on the internship that you get. I don't know how it is in community pharmacy. I would, because you have that 12-year experience in community, I would definitely try to get an internship in a hospital setting and get that exposure, you know? Yeah. Um, from what I have heard, like I have classmates and friends who intern at different hospitals. I have friends that intern at Children's Hospital and they like Children's Hospital, Cincinnati Children's Hospital has a rigorous uh, internship program where you get projects. So I have projects too, where it's just like, oh, uh, quality improvement, process improvement, things that, you know, my supervisor uh, has asked me to do on the weekends, especially because we're a little bit slower on the weekends. So for example, um, at the VA, we have different satellite clinics and we get medication ready for those clinics. And there, she wanted to do improve the process of like streamline that process where it would, would cut back time and make it more efficient for um, the pharmacy, the outpatient pharmacy. So that's something, a project that I've worked on. Um, and now there's a project where she wants me to run ORS reports. And so ORS is a system where um, the uh, patients that are on narcotics and opioids, they are registered through ORS. And it's just like, kind of like a tracker to make sure that people aren't abusing their medication. Um, so um, each site, I believe, has to run uh, th these ORS reports annually, I think. I could be wrong, but I'm not too familiar with how that works. But that is something that as an intern, you can be setting. It's up to you to really kind of like lay out what you want your internship experience to be. If you want to do, you just speak with your supervisor and let them know like you want something like if you find yourself falling into that tech role, let them know like, hey, this is what. I would like to do this. And I'm pretty sure they would be okay with that. I feel like they're not ever going to turn an intern away from wanting to, per to progress and apply what they are basically learning pharmacy school at, in their, at their site. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Well, and then I have one more question about pharmacy school, and then I want to ask you about your podcast. So, since you just finished your first year, do you have any like tips or suggestions on people like myself going into their first year? Like any study tips or anything that you think that, you know, maybe it changed going to different semesters or uh, your studying changed or anything like that? Just any tips going into your first year? What would you tell somebody? So I would <laughs> tell, right, I would, let me help you out, sis. Okay. So, <laughs> so just get ready for this. You're going to be studying all the time. It's going to feel like you're studying all the time. You're going to feel like you're always behind, but it's okay. Just do it in, in chunks. So for me, like I said, it took me 10 years to figure out what type of learner I was and how I can be successful. So I know for me, I can't just cram, you know, and for those that are out there going from undergrad and you've only had a couple years of undergrad cramming the night before an exam, you can't do that in pharmacy school because the information is so much like enabled for you for uh, in order for you to learn and retain that information, you definitely have to do it in, in chunks, in pieces, and also continuously look over that information. So every day when you're studying, you're looking for your, looking at your information and you're, you know, trying to master what you're learning, keep reviewing yourself, reviewing the stuff. And also, um, I know a lot of my classmates use Quizlets and make flashcards for me. That's not, that is not what works for me. Like I can't look at a computer screen. I need to physically have a piece of paper out. I'm old school. So I'll, uh, I might actually pharmacy school has turned me into like 
a more, I guess, I don't want to say progressive student, but more like tech technical student. So I do type my notes, but then I print them out, um, which is probably not, um, uh, what do you call it? Earth friendly because I'm wasting paper, but I print out my notes and then through my notes, I'll review my notes that I've typed out. And then I'll also condense my notes and summarize them and write them out in my own words. So I really understand what is, um, what I am digesting. So when I cannot explain it, then I have to go back and be like, okay, um, I need to review this. And what's nice about, um, my school is that each lecture is uh, recorded. So you go to class and some people are like, oh, well, then I don't have to go to class. It's not mandatory. It is. It is in a way because you want to get as much exposure to that material as possible. So you go to class. If you didn't get it in class, then you have that opportunity to review that information on at your at your own pace at home and take your notes. So for me, what I did was I don't take notes in class. I don't take notes at all in class. What I do is I just try to follow along and listen. And then when I go back the second time to listen to the information, I jot down my notes. So one thing that um, I don't know if it's just uh, unique for our pharmacy school, but um uh, one of the organizations, which I believe is Rokai, Rokai, they have study guides. So they have course packets and they have study guides. And the course packets is basically the instructors of that course, the PowerPoint slides, and they have it, they sell it to you for like 20 bucks or something. And um, it, I think they get it cheaper because they order in bulk. So it's just like each professor's like lectures in um, a PowerPoint, you know, print out like the handouts. And so you have that information right there. So you could either jot notes down on it. So you're not really starting from scratch. Um, so I like to do that. I've also tried going through the course packet and like outlining it myself before class and then annotating during class. You just have to figure out what works for you. So as far as studying, just figure out what works for you. It's okay if like a process doesn't work. Like let's say you try something and you take your first exam, you don't do well on it. It's okay. Just go back to the drawing board and figure out it's uh, what is important for me. It, the What I've learned is that always go back and review your exams that you take. Just even if you did well on the exam, always go back and see what you've missed and what you can learn, what you miss and what you, that gap in the knowledge that you had, you know, go talk to your professors. If you don't understand something, understand something, clarify things that are kind of gray or like foggy to you and just be involved and be an advocate for yourself in your learning. Um, and then also, um, I think this is the same across the board with pharmacy school. There are a lot of organizations out there and don't feel like you have to be a part of every organization. Find what you're passionate about and what you want to do and stick to that. Um, I don't know if you want to, um, do a residency after pharmacy school, Brittany, but if that's something that you want to do, then I think that you should start doing, thinking about it like right now. Okay. Okay. No, um, that, I've been thinking about doing that. That's the goal right now, but I've, I've kind of been like, I don't want to set my mind on something because I just want to enjoy all of the opportunities that may come my way. I don't know. I just don't want to put myself in a box. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, you don't want to put yourself in a box. As you, like I said, like the, the profession is progressing and there are so many different roles that a pharmacist can um, can um, do or pursue. So um, and residency is not the end all be all, but that's something that if you even want to consider should be thinking ahead of time in your P1 year, you should be thinking about that because there are things that you will have to prepare yourself for, you know, um, any leadership roles. I mean, you have been in tech for 12 years. You have your master's. I'm pretty sure you have a lot of leadership roles under your belt. Um, but just thinking about those things, because um, I would say the, the, from what I've what I have seen from the residents and interacting with them, a residency is 
um, more than just learning about the profession, but taking that step ahead. So at least in the VA, the residencies, you have to, you get a teacher teaching certificate out of it. You have um, different projects, a very extensive residency. And I think it's, I, 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 it's something that I'm interested in. So um, yeah, there's, it's, it's a lot to residencies, even if you're not, if, even if you don't want to work in a hospital setting and you want to go into a community pharmacy, I still feel like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I just want to finish and go work. But (laughs) I would, I, I personally, even if I wanted to work in community, I think I still would do a residency just to get that training. Yeah, it's always good. My cousin, she actually did her residency, but she prefers to do community and retail. Mm -hmm. Um, But now she like has two kids going to college and she's looking for, you know, a little something else. So she wanted to go back to hospital, you know, just to have her foot kind of in the door of both. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Okay. But you have a podcast of your own. Can you please tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, please don't call me out on my podcast. I have been <laughs> so horrible. So the I know re- it's fine. I listened to all of the episodes yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I was like, see, I like this information. <laughs> so the reason I started my podcast was um because it was right after I had got accepted into pharmacy school. And I was like, okay, what now? You know? So I didn't know I wanted to do something that was like meaningful that I enjoyed and I had never ever um actually really listened to podcasts before. So I was, I just was like, what can I create? What can I do that I can, um, it would just be a fun project, you know? So I was like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I can't even, I don't even know what, why that came to mind. So, um, it might've been because I started listening to podcasts and I was like, well, maybe I can do this thing. So then I started looking into like, okay, like, how do you start a podcast? Like, what should, what, so I knew that I wanted to do that. Oh, you know what? It was because I was like, oh, this is such a big transition in my life. And that's how I came up with the name transition. Because for me, um, I embrace transitions. There's a lot of people that don't like, I I, I am uncomfortable with uncertain. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't like change you know, and I embrace change no matter what type of change it is. I, I'm like, okay, I can do it. So I just, I just jump in. And so that's where I actually came up with the concept of just transitioning and like sharing that with people to show that it's okay that, you know, um, you're changing careers or whatever in, in your life that, um, is changing it's okay and so I was like well huh I know a lot of people besides myself that's transitioning um I know I had a lot of friends that were in the process of changing roles in their life you know I had a friend that was going from she just graduated with her PhD uh her JD and she was moving to another state starting a different career and then I know I had a friend that had went to school, got her bachelor's, and now she's completely doing something from what she got her degree in. Um, So it's just, that was the reason why I started my podcast. And then pharmacy school happened and I just haven't done anything with it. So (laughs) I actually, um, after this interview, I was like, you know what? I'm going to record. I'm going to do an update or something. And it's because I'm on this podcast. I'm like, you know, let me record and uh, talk about this. Uh, talk about my life change that's happened since I've moved to Cincinnati because it's so much like not only was I transitioning my daughter was transitioning you know I'm in a whole different a whole, like a whole different state different side of the country you know in California I felt like I was in a bubble and so it's definitely a culture shock being in Ohio um, I still like Ohio I I I I I, it's beautiful out here in um, Cincinnati. So, oh, you're not too yeah. far. No, not not at all. I am not too far. I actually like Cincinnati because I feel like it's centrally located. It gets to the East Coast fairly quickly. It gets to the South, you know. So, a lot of people call it, uh, Ohio the Midwest, but I still feel like it's like more Northeast. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. But they're not too far from Chicago at all either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm definitely, if you don't mind, leave your podcast information in the description so everybody uh, that's interested can find it. Definitely, I went through all the episodes yesterday, and it's definitely interesting just, you know, hearing your story from, you know, like figuring out, um, you know, you like the organic chemistry round, but what should you do and how did you get to pharmacy school? So we'll definitely be waiting on your update. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) but I find it I find it hard I find it difficult to talk about yourself when you're like it's weird like when you're like recording by yourself (laughs) you're like okay this is not as easy as you think it is you know so that's when I kind of like move to like talking to like my friends and interviewing them it's so much easier to interview somebody than to actually sit there and talk about yourself because you know as especially women we don't we don't highlight the things that we've accomplished. It's like weird to do that, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like, I, well, I like doing both, you know, interviews and things like that, but I just feel like, I don't know. I'm a little bit more energetic when I'm talking to somebody else. Yeah. Just what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually had to do like a video introduction earlier for my class because it's online and I, after I recorded it, I was like, I missed a bunch about myself, but it's okay. I'm just going <laughs> to leave it. I didn't think about it till afterwards, and that is definitely weird. But those are all the questions that I have for you. Um, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Um, we'll definitely be looking out for your um, next episode on your show. And I just want to thank you again. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this um, interview and session. And I wish you best of luck in pharmacy school. What school are you going to? Creighton University. And that's, where is that? It's in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, wow. Oh, so definitely you're going to be remote. So you're not moving to Nebraska. You'll be 100% online. Yeah. And you just have to go to the campus to do like the certifications and labs and things during the summer. So technically I don't have a summer Okay. okay so you'll be doing like your skills lab during the summer yeah oh yeah. wow well you know what that is I feel like all remote learning is our new norm I don't know what it's gonna look for, like for us in the fall but definitely it's something so you're kind of I would say you're kind of ahead of your time <laughs> yeah and I actually prefer like I did my master's completely online and once they moved like my prerequisites in the spring semester online I feel like I did better mm-hmm. than <laughs> just sitting in class um I don't know because it, it's not really on your own pace because I still have to log into class and you have due dates but I just felt like it gave me a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. to look at things myself and nobody's talking in my ear like of course I appreciate the teacher because I don't know what I'm doing but it just gave me more freedom to try to you know go through the material and make sure I understood the material by the certain due date because I'm a studier I I have to study things in order to get it I don't it just don't you can show it to me once and I have I got it no I have to write it down I have to know why it's doing that and I have to say it backwards and know if I could teach it to somebody else before I get it so it's just I don't know I feel comfortable in the realm of being online and um you know, kind of going at my own little pace with the little strategic structure, but mm, just, I felt better. That's why I really liked, um, I went with that school and I can move back to Dallas because I loved it there. Are you from, Um, are you from Dallas? I'm from Chicago, but I Mm. had to, um, I used to live in Dallas about three years ago, Mm -hmm. but I decided to move back home uh, once I really got into the thick of the rest of my prerequisites because my bachelor's is in environmental biology. Mm. I didn't have to take all of the hard sciences, which I was trying to avoid. (laughs) But once I got into like the hard sciences and I was at the last year of my master's at that time, I was doing both at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was running myself down in the ground. I had just started working in the hospital. I loved it. But going from the hospital, trying to do class, it was just a lot. So I'm like, I'm just going to move back home to try to lessen 
a little bit of this adulting load so I can do, you know, the rest of my schoolwork because I really wanted to start pharmacy school shortly after graduating my master's. I didn't want a big gap because, you know, I just didn't want to be trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. within that time. So you have your um, master's in public health? Yes. Oh, okay. So what made you, now I'm asking you questions, but what what, <laughs> what made you want to pursue that from environmental biology to public health? What, like, what made you want to pursue that? I took a intro to, I think one of my electives was intro to epidemiology mm-hmm. and I fell in love after that. I was like, this is what I like. I kind of like a little lab rat. I like to do research. Um, And just getting to know the strategic details of, you know, like what caused this disease or where did this Mm -hmm. disease come from and how does it, we really didn't go into much about how does it work with the body, but we talked a little bit more about, you know, disease states and what causes it and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. And I was like, if I can partner this with the pharmacy, because around that time I took that class, I was warming up to the idea of going to pharmacy school. Um, I'm like, if I could do both of these, this would be great. So I was looking into, once I decided to do pharmacy school, after I graduated, I realized I did not have those prerequisites. So I was looking into doing a dual program, Mm -hmm. but that wouldn't have worked. And I'm like, okay, well, instead of not doing anything for this time, I'm just going to do my master's and take the prerequisites at the same time. Because, you know, I just added into my schedule. And then once all of this is done, I want to go straight into pharmacy school. And it kind of worked that way. I wish I would have went. I graduated in June. I kind of wanted to go right into school that August. But I had one more, two more classes that I could not quite do working full time, having, you know, full time master's degree student and doing your prerequisites. I had to drop some classes and do them a little bit one at a time a little bit slower so I could get the best grade that I could but yeah I really look forward to you know partnering public health and health advocacy and uh, policy work and things like that in together with uh, my pharmacy degree and my public health. Mm, I think you could I, I think that's actually perfect it goes kind of hand in hand I feel like as a pharmacist in pharmacy school, we should learn more of the public health aspect of it. And we actually do that as in the role of pharmacists we do, but it's just not as explicit. Yeah. Like you don't think about it. So I think that's actually a, a great pairing. I've actually seen some when I was doing my research for pharmacy schools, I had seen some, but you already have your MPH, but I had seen some uh, far, uh, pharmacy schools that were offering the uh, PharmD and PH um, degree, like the dual degree type things. So for sure, you have that background and you'll have a different perspective going in when you start talking about, you know, therapeutics and stuff like that. Because in pharmacy school, so in some aspects, you talk, talk more about the disease state and the pharmacology, but also there are different aspects that go into why people certain populations get have more uh, uh, diseases that are prevalent in their community and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you have you come in with a different perspective that I think is beneficial to you and also to your future patients. Yeah, I've run into a lot of pharmacists that are like going back, I think, one of the schools I interviewed with, um, I guess she had read, you know, through my application and she told me she was going back mm-hmm. to school to do her MPH. And a lot, I really feel like, I mean, you can do it without it, but depending on what your, you know, area of interest is, I really feel like it goes together. Like mm-hmm. you have to do both, but just depending on what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. 